I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora. Giles, the Commerce Commission and 1NZ are butting heads. So they are indeed, Kira to Charlotte. Yes, it looks like a clash of the heavyweights is looming as the Commerce Commission wants 1NZ, formerly Vodafone, if you haven't caught up with the name change, to stop its high-profile 100% mobile coverage advertising campaign. Regulators issued uh, a stop letter to the company, which is not mandatory, but it asks it to, to stop the campaign because it believes it is misleading. It doesn't make clear there are limitations to what will be available when one NZ links up with Elon Musk's Starlink satellite network. Commerce Commission Chair John Small, a short time ago on 9 to noon, explained their concerns. What it says is 100% mobile coverage launching next year, and our view is that that's really not the case. Um, and, and it's partly about coverage, but it's also partly about the service that's going to be available. And we just think that that's, uh, in our view, potentially false or misleading. Well, we asked 1NZ for an interview, but uh, they declined. In a written statement, uh, they say the claim of 100% coverage is valid and has been quite clear about what services will be available and when. Technology commentator Bill Bennett told Nine to Noon the company looks like it's not going to give way. It looks like one are going to fight back, and um, the Commerce Commission gave them until next week to re- respond. They've already responded with basically we're going to fight you on this, which means that it will it will end up going to court okay. and it will be drawn out. Well, the other thing the other thing I should mention is that one New Zealand or formerly Vodafone. They have a history of this. I mean, they, they're the, um, they were, and over the years, they've been probably the most complained about company in the country to, um, to you know, various um, authorities over the years. And they've been in court over fair trading a number of times in the past. So they, they're, they're experienced. They, you know, they know what they're doing with this. That's technology commentator Bill Bennett. The cinema software company Vista Group will cut its global workforce of nearly 800 by up to 8% as part of a major business shake-up. The change will bring together Vista Group's various brands under a unified business model supported by a single senior leadership team. It says the reduction in the global workforce will happen through natural attrition and a phased top-down restructure, which will be completed by the end of the year. Vista Group's new chief executive, Stuart Dickinson, says after talking to clients, investors and employees, it became clear there's room for improvement. I think this gets us to where we're trying to go faster, which is about how do we build products that our clients need? How do we do that in a way um, that's connected and is really innovative? And so operating as silos or individual companies, I don't think gives us the potential to do that. So this is about... Um, unlocking all of the technology that we have um, and making sure that we leverage that and really build great solutions and, and great products for our clients. So we're, we're really uh, leaning into um, all of our clients are focused on digital, they're focused on enabling uh, their businesses through uh, connected experiences. And so this is about us executing on our strategy, which is to support our clients to be successful. Well, Stuart Dickinson says the changes will improve shareholder returns and expects to be cash flow positive at the end of 2024. That's a year earlier than expected. 
Prices for the country's major commodity exports have been soft in recent months, notably for meat, dairy and logs. ANZ Bank's latest commodity price index uh, showed a 2.3% drop in June on the month before and nearly 15% lower than a year ago. But the weaker New Zealand dollar has cushioned the decline with the annual return only 11% lower. ANZ senior agriculture economist Susan Kilsby isn't certain that exporters will continue to get the benefit of the currency. We are actually forecasting some upward movement in the dollar, um, to, you know, between now and the now and the end of the year. Um, you know, saying that we've we've seen the dollar, you know, can can um, continuously sort of falling for the last sort of year or two. Um, so it'll be debatable whether you know whether that um, actually occurs or not. Um, but certainly, compared with where commodity prices are, our dollar's considerably lower than where it would normally normally be over the long run. Um, but some of that's been driven by just a lot of global uncertainty. Um, and when times are uncertain, people tend to invest in, in the US currency um, rather than more risky currencies like the New Zealand dollar. And Z economist Susan Kilsby. Well, technology industry around the world faces higher prices for two key materials used to make computer chips as China tightens controls over exports. It's the world's biggest producer of the metals gallium and germanium, which are used in semiconductors, which power everything, of course, from mobile phones to military hardware. Exporters from there will now need approval to send the metals overseas. The Chinese government says this is to preserve security and national interests. It follows efforts by Washington to curb Chinese access to some advanced microprocessors. And, of course, it's just before a high-stakes trip to Beijing by U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Well, former China advisor to the Trump administration, Miles Yu, says the trade spat between the world's two biggest economies doesn't bode well ahead of the meeting. Chinese economy is in shambles, so China needs the rest in general and the United States in particular much more than the other way around. So that's why they agree to talk, but China is setting the condition by passing a whole bunch of laws, counter-espionage laws, and strengthen its ideological and the political control of foreign investments. So what Secretary Janet Yellen is trying to do is to tell Chinese, hey, listen, you know, we love to talk and welcome back, but we have to really uh, follow the rules and to be fair, and most importantly, to follow the mechanism of market. All I have to say is good luck, Secretary Janet. Uh, Miles Yu, a former advisor on China to the Trump administration. Uh, bladder cancer diagnostics company Pacific Edge seems to have been handed a lifeline after a U.S. Medicare provider said it will delay implementing its decision to no longer cover the company's flagship CX bladder test. The original decision uh, would have seen Medicare coverage for CX bladder end in the U.S. in a couple of weeks, and that would have been a major revenue blow for Pacific Edge. But the company this morning says the Medicare provider will now go through another determination process with an open meeting and public comment. Uh, There's no uh, time frame given for that. Let's see how that's been absorbed by the market. I'm joined by James Hunter of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, James. Uh, Kia ora, Giles. How's things? Not too bad. More to the point, how's things for the market? And um, just there, uh, Pacific Edge, they must have had a bit of a shot in the arm after that announcement. They have, obviously, Pacific Edge, local company here. Um, uh, big news, obviously, in the market today. Obviously, the share price did jump significantly on the back of the lifeline being handed out. Uh, the shares did jump back up to as high as about 25 cents. Um, seem to have settled down a little bit. Uh, it's currently trading around 17 cents. So, um, yeah, massive uh, 
good decision for them. And obviously, uh, obviously, there's still some uncertainty there, but uh, obviously, a job that the company needed. So, uh, uh, right, just a quick look at what's happening with the top fifty. Sure. So, um, obviously, Pacific Edge do- dominating uh, the market at the moment. Obviously, Vista Group on the announcement of the job cuts as well is up around about seven cent to a dollar eighty-one. Uh, we've also got Stride Property Group up around about three percent, so about a dollar forty-three at the moment. Um, detractors in the market at the moment, we've got uh, Precinct, uh, it's currently down about 0.38% um, to $1.31. Contact Energy is down about the same to $8.12, and Mercury is down about 0.3% also to about $6.58. Uh, just a headline for Australia, please, and then to the currency. Sure. Okay. So Australian market at the moment, just down there, just shy of 1% uh, driven by um, detractors being Magellan, um, currently down about 6%. ARB Corp down around about 5%. Pixel Group down 3.6%, uh, $12.50. And the New Zealand dollar? Uh, New Zealand dollar is currently slightly um, against the Aussie, uh, currently trading at 92 cents 86. So it's pretty flat against the US at uh, 61 cents 78. Um, the pound were up very slightly to 0.4864. Um, Euro, we are pretty flat again at 0.5691. Uh, Japanese yen down slightly to 89.17. Uh, which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Sure. So the uh, three-month bank bill rate currently flat also at 5.71. The Brent spot rate is currently up very slightly, $76.82 a barrel. And gold is currently down ever so slightly, currently trading at $1,917. Lovely. Thank you for your time. That's James Hunter from Jarden Securities. And that's business for another lunchtime. The news and numbers updated for you around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, that's business. Back to you, Charlotte. Thank you very much, Giles.